Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Premier League season preview, a new series where myself and Andrew Pollard look ahead to the upcoming season and judge where we think teams are going to finish. Uh, we've done Brighton and Burnley. Go and check that out right now on the channel, as well as Arsenal and Aston Villa. And today, two teams with very different outlooks ahead of next season, Chelsea and Crystal Palace. It's like the Chelsea of old, Andrew Pollard. Roman Abramovich throwing money left, right and centre. Does this mean we can consider Chelsea title contenders for this season? I think it does, yeah. I think they, well, I think if they're not, then I think Frank Lampard will probably be out of a job by Christmas. But uh, I think that, yeah, with the money that they're spending, and well, the money they've spent so far and the money that they're seemingly still going to be spending over the next week or two, I think that they have to be title contenders. They have to be considered title contenders because of the quality of players they brought in. But I think the pressure is on Frank Lampard because, yeah, now if you're spending that money, you have to be a title contender. Um, who do you think is the the biggest transfer for them? Because they've been, you know, you've got Ziyech, um, Kai Havertz. It, we're, the way we're recording these, this transfer may have been officially confirmed. We're not sure. Mm. But I think everyone would agree that Timo Werner really made people sit up and take notice that, that Chelsea are a side to be reckoned with next season. Yeah, yeah, that was the the first one to be confirmed, really. That was, uh, by all intents and purposes, it looked like he was on his way to Liverpool. And so for, which I think Liverpool, I'm not sure if they were champions elect by then, or he may actually have won the title at that point. So for him to all of a sudden go to Chelsea instead, then it's that was a... Uh, a sign of intent from Chelsea um, and, a, and a, a show of ambition. So I think, yeah, he's the big one that jumps out and um, just scored a, a ridiculous amount of goals in, in recent seasons for, for RB Leipzig. And that was, that was 47 million. Uh, me, the one I'm looking forward to the most is Hakim Ziyech because mm. just the guy has a propensity for just scoring ridiculous screamers. And yeah, uh, as my Twitter handle says, I love a cultured left peg. And, <laughs> and, and that, that fella has a beautiful left foot. Um, yeah, Kai Havertz, that's one that, is not official as we're recording this, but by the time the video goes out, it probably will be official. Mm. And that's what 80 million, I think, by the time it's all, all said and done with that. And that's a, a massive signing. Um, Malang Sar on a free transfer, uh, Thiago Silva on a free transfer, two centre halves on very different ends of the spectrum where <laughs> Malang Sar's 21, kind of learning his trade. Then you've got Thiago Silva about to turn 36 and bringing that experience to it. But I think, yeah, I think Timo Werner's the big one. But I also think that, that Thiago Silva for me is. That's a really important signing just because it's a Chelsea team that's conceded a lot of goals. And I think him and his experience, his leadership, and yeah, okay, he's not played in the Premier League before, but I think it could be one of those, it could be about to be a really inspired signing, I think. What do you reckon the situation with is Kepa, with Kepa right now? Because 
it, uh, it feels like one day you hear it's all fine it's all it's all sorted and then the next they are linked with a whole host of either up and coming or already established uh world-class goalkeepers um he is a character let's say Yes, very much so, uh, a character. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's like whether it's Jan Oblak, whether it's Nick Pope, whether it's Dean Henderson, it seems like any uh, Andre Onana, Ajax, anyone and everyone who's a half decent goalkeeper is being uh, linked as a replacement for Kepa. I think yeah, that's that's still the one problem position for me at Chelsea. I I, I don't know how much Roman's prepared to spend this transfer mm. window, but I think if they can get a new goalkeeper in, and that's to me that's them done for for the season. They don't need any more additions. They've got a, a great squad to work with, and look at this this jarring stat that they conceded 54 league goals last season. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea came fourth on goal difference behind. Manchester United and that's easily more than anybody in the top half of the division uh, you'd look at Liverpool 33, Man City 35, Man United 36, Leicester 41 and then you've got Chelsea in fourth place with 54 goals conceded mm. um, and I mean you some of it's, I don't blame it all on Kepa but like Antonio Rudiger when he's played has looked I don't know I, I, think, I rate him as a player I think he, he's got a lot to bring to a side but he didn't have a great season. Uh, Christensen was in and out with injuries. Kurt Zuma could be a bit erratic. Um, Aspilicueta playing as a centre-back at times, sometimes at right-back. And I think as well, switching between the three at the back to, to a flat-back four didn't mm. really help with the uh, continuity, I think. But yeah, to me, I think, like I said, Thiago Silva brings a lot of stability to that and a lot of leadership and a lot of experience. But I think, yeah, behind that, you need... Uh, I think they need a new goalkeeper, but maybe maybe it's something like Thiago Silva could bring the best out of Kepa by guiding him through games. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it might be the difference. I think people have sort of slightly overlooked the Thiago Silva signing. I was pushing mm. for him to go to somewhere like Arsenal to do the same sort of role. Uh, yeah. Ben Chilwell as well. We haven't mentioned him. I think he's, yeah. I think he's a great signing. Yeah. Obviously, mad money. It is uh, the going rate for for uh, wing backs is about fifty million. It seems I was going to do a sort of uh, an addition of how much money they've spent this summer. And then I realised with this Havertz deal potentially going through and it always being a slightly up in the air, it'd be utterly pointless. But they've thrown a lot of money at their problems that you've pointed out. Is that going to solve it, do you reckon? I think I think people like Chilwell are really savvy signings, I have to say, for a Frank Lampard. Yeah, I think with Lampard, he wants to play four at the back. And I just I feel a lot last season where... He was playing a three at the back to, yeah, accommodate his centre-halves that weren't very good, so let's play three of them. Um, and also to fit in Marcus Alonso, who is great going forward as a left wing-back, but if you play him in a four uh, as a left-back, his defensive side of the game isn't that great. So I think, yeah, I think Chilwell allows Lampard to comfortably play with a back four like he wants to. Uh, I think he's he's a great solution there, that left, that left side. Um, he looks like he's probably going to be England's left-back for the next, what, eight, nine, ten years uh, could mm. be. Um, so I, I think that's good. And then it's you look at who might be going out. To, I know Emerson has been linked with Inter Milan, uh, who came in for Alonso a lot last season. Uh, Zappa Costa just seems to be in limbo, and most people forget he's even there. Yeah, um, so he, he'll probably be off. Um, and then I, I think there'll probably be movement with one of their centre-backs before the end of the, well, before the transfer window closes, whether it's Kurt Zuma, whether it's Christensen, whether it's Rudiger. I think one of those... Uh, we'll be heading for the exit door. Um, and and also you've got Ethan Ampadu as a Welshman. I like to keep an eye on him, who's mm -hmm. back from his loan at RB Leipzig. And he's still only 19, but maybe he starts to get a game or two, whether that's as, as a whole midfielder or as a centre-half. We did a, a whole episode about uh, Chelsea possibly making huge mistakes or that was maybe a slightly hyperbolic title. But, you know, the pressure being on Frank Lampard, because he's got to 
combine this mix of all the money that's been spent and the expectation that comes with that with this excellent youth system that was showcased last season and now the expectation that comes with finishing in the Champions League places and getting the results that they did. Uh, how do you feel that's going to change the way Chelsea play next season? Yeah, I think the the youth situation, the younger players, that's that's going to be a tricky one to balance because I was kind of penciling down my, my Chelsea eleven to start the season with and Mason Mount doesn't get in that side for me right now. Um, Tammy yeah. Abraham doesn't get in that team for me right now. And they're two of the bright shining lights from, from last season who, when given a chance, uh, ran with the ball. Uh, Reese James as well at right back came in and looked, looked brilliant at times and whether he gets as many games I, I, who knows um but yeah i think i don't know because if you're looking at the midfield particularly and you'd have say kante kovacic and, and kai Havertz, that to me mason mount doesn't get in that side uh and again up front you'd, you'd have pulisic uh, hakim ziyech and then timo Werner. so tammy abraham misses out um as does olivia Giroud. but he's oh. handsome enough for it to yeah what a, what a handsome man God, God damn him. The most handsome man in football, in my opinion. Yeah. Olivier yeah. Giroud. My favourite thing, I, very quickly, I should have mentioned this in our, in our Villa one, is some Villa friends of mine are like, well, if Tammy Haber was not going to get in the Chelsea side, why don't you just come back to Villa? Like, I, think that's, I think that's a long, long shot, boys. I mean, it'd be great for Villa. And it guaranteed Tammy a game time ahead of the Euros next season. Yeah. So maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think with it's, it is going to be, there's going to be pressure on Lampard to... I mean, if Mason Mount isn't playing every other game, Chelsea fans are going to be, well, hold on, because he's everybody loves Mason Mount. He's a fantastic footballer. So there's going to be pressure on, on, on Lampard to work these players into his side, to work Tammy Abraham, to, to work Reese James in. Um, although, I, I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if Reese James is the starting right back. But yeah, there's pressure on him, definitely. Uh, Billy Gilmore, who came in towards the end of the yeah. season and looked, looked brilliant in midfield, uh, I thought he, he looked fantastic. But you've got these young players now where Lampard... He's going to have the pressure to give them enough game time. Um, but then also you've got these superstars that have come in and they have to play because of the price tag. And then you spent all this money, so you've got the pressure of having to contend and being or be in contention for, for the league title. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure on Frank Lampard now. Maybe last season there was that pressure was off to an extent because he had the transfer ban and it was Frank Lampard. It's Chelsea legend. Um, and I think if Roman would have sat Lampard by Christmas, say, then... I think the Chelsea fans would have turned on Roman Abramovich uh, to an extent. So, yeah, but now it's different. Now he's had that one season. He's had that bedding in season. He hasn't got the excuse of of, of being having a transfer ban on him now. So, yeah. right, now this is kind of, um, what, how, how to say the phrase? Put on your big boy pants sort of thing. <laughs> now, for, for Frank Lampard, this is where it gets serious. I'll openly admit I massively underestimated Chelsea last season. I think I put them about sixth or something. Uh, they They... they the highs and lows of the finish to this season saw them, you know, get a very important result against Wolves on the final day to secure that Champions League spot. But then, of course, lose the FA Cup final to Arsenal, along with about four players to injury, it seems. Um, gun to your head, where do you see them finishing and do you see them getting any silverware, cups, etc.? Um, I A little bit like uh, the Arsenal video we, where we did uh, a couple of days ago about how... Like Arsenal, I always fancy Chelsea to have a bit of a cup run. The, the mm. teams always yeah. historically do well in the Cups. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if they ended up with an FA Cup or a League Cup. Uh, when you look at the league, to me right now, based on their squad and, and their signings, and even with Kepa, uh, I mean, he's not that much of a handicap, to be fair, but even <laughs> with Kepa, I think, I don't know, I think third place would be realistic for them. But I, I think that it can't be, that the gap between the, the top two, and third place can't be the same as what it was last season. I think it has to be closer for Chelsea. Uh, Lampard, uh, that, that Chelsea side has to be closer. Um, I just, 
yeah, I think they have to be in the title hunt realistically. It's, it's all well and good coming third, but if you come in third and you miss that in the league by, I don't know, 15, 16, 18 points, I don't think that's good enough for them uh, with the money they've spent. It, they have to be in the race, at least going into the, the final month of the season or two. Yeah, I'm, I, it's between them and Man United for me for third mm. place. Yeah. Uh, and I think Chelsea may just edge it. It all depends on the transfer activity that, that Man United still can do in these next few days and weeks, of course. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, from one end of the table to the other, Crystal Ooh. Palace fans aren't going to like me saying this, but they are favourites for relegation in my book. Wow, the, the Adam Wilborn book says Palace are going down. Wow. Um, tough, man. Uh, 14th last season. Um, and I think Roy Hodgson did very well to get that squad to 14th. Uh, defensively, solid. The best defence yeah. in that in that second, well, in that the bottom half of the, the Premier League. But the goals for was, what, 31 goals, I think they scored in 38 league games, which is horrendous. They they, they cannot do that again, uh, and, and I think, and not get relegated. Um, the only team that scored less than them in the league were Norwich, who finished rock bottom and only scored, I think it was 26 goals. So Palace... And they I, were I about the first them. three weeks of the season, it felt like. Yeah, Norwich. pretty much, yeah. But yeah, a chunk of them were against Man City, of all teams. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the bonkers nature of the Premier League. But... Yeah, they, they brought in Abrici as they off QPR, which I think is a that's a really intriguing yeah. signing for me. He's an exciting player who's done it in the championship and now it's a case of right, let's see what you can do in the Premier League. Um but I yeah, I, I really fear for Palace this season. And and then there's obviously the, the big question is whether Wilfred Zaha stays or goes. And if he does, I don't know, it's it's kind of you look at it and think, well, if Zaha goes, they're knackered. But you look at the figures last year in terms of the the assists and the goals from Zaha. And he didn't make that much of a difference in that. I know, obviously, he wins a lot of free kicks or wins, wins a lot of fouls, and he's always in and around anything positive that Palace have done for the last few seasons. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's it's a Palace side that's another year older with still Christian Benteke up front. Um, and it's, yeah, I just, I I think this season, that they if they don't get a goal scoring, I, I think, yeah, I think Palace will well, very much be in the conversation when it comes to the drop. Yeah, the, the Zaha situation is... 
intriguing in terms of the fact that it never really goes away, whether the season's happening or it's not. He's always in the papers or, you know, the stories about him desperate to leave. And, you know, he puts himself in the shop window. I think it's fair to say that during the season. And then nothing happens. It's it's surreal. And the closer you get to the start of the season, the more panicky I get as a Palace fan because it's it's not like they've gone, right, well, that's dealt with. I yeah. open the papers every day and see all oh, him linked to, to, to clubs and linked to the exit door. And if it's going to happen, it almost needs to happen now because otherwise you've got days before the start of the season without the focal point, the integral player in your side. Yeah, 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 exactly. You need you need to find those replacements. I mean, I'm sure, well, I'm sure Eze, when he's come in, has been viewed by some as somewhat of a, of a, a Zaha replacement. And I'm sure Rory Hodgson and the Palace board have uh, replacements in mind if, if and when Zaha does go and, and also where else they could spend that money on the squad. But it's one of those where it seems like he plays well in the lead up to every transfer window. And then yes. he has like a few weeks afterwards where you could tell he's like, ah, I didn't get that move. Uh, or he'll come out publicly. I think it was the beginning of this last season or, or the January transfer window where he, where he came out and just kind of said, yeah, I want to play for Arsenal. And then that wasn't happening. So then it was like, well, I might go to Everton instead. It's like, dude, just if you want to go that badly, it just seems like he's desperate to go now. Uh, Roy who, was it, who was it on the old transfer deadline day who drove to another club? Oh, Peter Robin Wingy. Um, yeah. That's the one. Uh, drove to, I think it was QPR he drove QPR, to yeah. from Portsmouth uh, and just kind of was out there like, yeah, I'm going to go here. He's like, D- don't think you are, mate. Doesn't quite work like that. I admire your spirit. Um, yeah. Um, and maybe that's what Wilf needs to do. Just drive drive to another training ground. We aren't suggesting that Palace fans, by the way. No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, I think to me, he's turning 28 in November and I think that if he's going to go, then to me, it's, it now seems like the time. Roy Hodgson, the comments he said recently seem very much like, okay, right, we've we've almost like Palace have, have kind of had enough of it, as in like, look, just if you want to go, go, but we, we have our price for you, uh, which is, yeah, that, the club has to do that. They, they can't be undersold on it. But yeah, Hodgson, whereas before he's talked about how he wants to keep wealth and all this, and now it's more of a, well, yeah, he, he's made his stance clear, um, and seemingly let's just get this sorted but where does he go I, I don't know there's talk and maybe Dortmund as a replacement for Sancho is one option I've heard at Everton at Arsenal yeah he's linked with seemingly with different teams every single week uh, with Rizaha how do you get in that Everton side the way they, they get signed well yeah <laughs> well I, yeah I did see that you know that there's going to be room because I heard that Theo Walcott might be offered to Southampton that's what I read this morning yeah which yeah the Everton fans I know are desperate to get rid of Theo and and it will be as well to be fair so they, they might have room on the wings if, yeah you know if the, yeah if the fans get their way um one final yeah, question about Palace yeah do you think the 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 Hungarian global bastard we can't mention because if, if we do we'll get demonetized do you think that has affected arguably them more than other sides because I always sense I never got was lucky enough to go to Sellers Park and I do want to do that but I always sense a real atmosphere there a real you know you'd look at that pocket the corner of fans and I, I'd, I'd get a real sense of ultras is the way I, I want to put it having been lucky enough to go to the San Siro a few years ago do you think that arguably has maybe affected them as well or am I am I overreaching with this um I've been there once many many moons ago for an FA Cup game with Wrexham when Wimbledon were playing there um and but there was a bizarre goal that Wimbledon scored in the last minute off a corner but the ref blew the whistle while the ball was in the air of the corner oh. made no sense but as a Wrexham fan it's like yeah we'll take that that's cool um <laughs> but yeah Selhurst Park it, it does seem almost like one of those grounds where it's 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 compact, it's tight, it's a little bit of a fortress. Um, and yeah, maybe Palace have were affected by that because 
yeah, to me, they, they almost stumbled to the finish of the Premier League season. I know it was the most unique of times for, for every team in pretty much in world football. Um, so you can't really blame them for that. But yeah, maybe that's they're, they're missing that side of things. I mean, people talked about Bramall Lane with Sheffield United, whether how much that was going to affect them once the restart happened, because that crowd is so pivotal to getting those players going. The, the, obviously, the players get going themselves, but when you've got yeah. such a passionate fan base behind you. Um, and yeah, Sheffield United had a little wobble after the restart, but then they got back into the rhythm and they, they, they were playing some great football again. But maybe that is something with Palace. Um, but I don't know. I, just, I can't look at the Palace team and, and just not come back to goals with Christian Benteke, two goals last season in all competitions, that is as well. Um, Zaha got four in all competitions. And then you've got Joe Nayu on nine, who had an all right season. But he, even uh, Luka Milovic, I think he got three last season, which uh, the year before he got 12. So there's just, there isn't goals in this team. And that's what I, I really worry about with Palace. And you, you're looking at who their, their kind of main men are now. And if, obviously if Zaha goes and you're thinking, well, Gary Cale had a great year for them, but he's 34. Mm-hmm. Um, Patrick Van Aanholt, who I still think of as this young, quick, mm. nippy fullback, which he is still very quick and nippy, but he's he's 30 now. So it's like... Really? Wow. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, and yeah, I, I just think they need something, Palace, because they've got great fans. They've got a great manager there. It's a great club, Crystal Palace, historically. And they're a side that I like to see doing well, just as somebody remembers the, the John Soloco, Chris Armstrong sort of days. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the early 90s. Uh, world. We are, we are, we are. <laughs> Chris Armstrong, Wrexham, Wrexham uh, legend almost. Uh, yeah, two stints of those uh, back in the day. Uh, but yeah, I, I'd like to see Palace doing well. I just, I really, really fear for them this season. And you look at uh, seeing if there's anybody that they may have been linked with, and it's like, well... Conor Gallagher from Chelsea, 20-year-old midfielder, uh, maybe on loan for the year. And other than that, it's like they were trying to get Ryan Fraser, but he's seemingly Newcastle-bound. Yeah. That worked out well for him, that. As in, I'm, no, I'm not going to play for Bournemouth. I'm going to see on my contract, and I'm going to get this really big move. And it's like, well, the Spurs don't want you anymore. Arsenal aren't interested anymore. And now it's a toss-up between Crystal Palace and Newcastle. Well done there, mate. Nice one. Uh, I just, I, I thought that was such a stupid decision not to play yeah. football, but I can see where it's coming from. Anyway, uh, yeah, Palace, uh, very, very worried for him next season. Yeah, I think that the three key things to keep Palace up next season are sign more players who can score goals, keep Wilfred Zahar, and probably bribe me, because whenever I took Milovojevic out of my fantasy football team, he'd always score. So, you know, if you need help, you know where I am at Adam Wilborn on Twitter. Where can people get you on Twitter? If you follow, <laughs> uh, they can get me at Cultured Left Peg on the Twitter. You can get us all and continue this conversation at What Culture FC, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. We're going to continue doing this with all the Premier League clubs. We'd love to know your thoughts, uh, especially if you're a fan of the sides we haven't covered quite yet. We'll try and get some other points of view on this. But for now, this has been the Premier League season preview for Chelsea and Crystal Palace. My thanks, to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 